everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Talk Danger Zone Jobs, the overseas contracting show. I'm William Beaver, editor-in-chief and founder of DangerZoneJobs.com. And before we get started, I just thought it'd be useful to take a minute and tell you what to expect from this program and how you will benefit and what to look forward to. Over the last 10 years, I've received literally thousands of emails of different questions and comments about overseas contracting. And a lot of them keep occurring over and over and over. I thought it would be useful to not only answer them on the website, but also to discuss them in a format like this because so much has changed and it allows me to be able to come back and give you more information as things progress. The problem that we're going to face is that we have two different groups in the contracting industry. We have people that are new to it, and then we have people who are experienced, been there and done that. So I'm going to try to strike a balance, try to give information that's useful to both groups, and hopefully you'll benefit in your own job search by being able to know what's happening currently. With that in mind, I want to start with the first question being, how do I find contracting jobs in 2016? I'm doing this on December 19th, so it's almost the end of the year, and it's worthwhile to look at where we are now and how we're going to go forward, especially in terms of finding contracting jobs. A lot of people, when they think about overseas contracting, primarily focus on the Middle East, obviously because of Afghanistan and Iraq, Kuwait even. That's what a lot of people know about. But in reality, the U.S. military has 250,000 troops overseas in 800 different kinds of facilities, installations, and bases, and most of those use some form of contractor support, whether it's something as simple as logistics and maintenance and base support or security. Just about any form of contracting career field can be found somewhere overseas. So the first step is you need to think clearly about what it is that you're trying to do with an overseas contracting job and then broaden your field about where you can find those. A lot of people, when they contact me, just say, you know, it's something they read in the news, for example. There are jobs in Afghanistan. I want a job in Afghanistan, but maybe they're not qualified for it or maybe their career field is not even present there. If you look at that if you look at the contractor report that's published by the Central Command, you can see that there are 10 basic categories. And of those, the percentages might surprise you. For example, the number one category was logistics and maintenance at 50.5% of the total contractors. And then it drops all the way down to 9.3% for base support. Management and administrative, for example, 7.7%. Construction, 6.6. Transportation was number 5 at 6.2%. Translators and interpreters at 5.6%. Security was all the way down at number 7 with 5.5%. Communication support, 3.5%. Training was 3.4%. And other was 1.2%. And I'll add the 11th category, which was medical, dental, and social services at half a percent. The point is... You're going to have to look very hard to find your particular career field. Things have changed in the way that companies go after potential employees. I did a report last year 
where I looked at the 300 companies that we follow on Danger Zone Jobs, and 119 of them used some sort of applicant tracking system on the internet or on their website. What that meant is the old days of just sending in an email or finding a recruiter are long gone. You have to apply to companies the way they want you to. You have to go to their website. You have to read what they say about here's how you apply to us because if you don't, they just disregard anything that you send them. So what is the sort of overall job search process today? It hasn't changed that much, but it's become a lot more detailed, especially as companies merge together. Some companies are out of business, and so they've tended to become more professional as the numbers have become less. So number one, you need to think about who do you know? And this is not just a single person, who do you know? It's also the companies, because you need to think in terms of who hires your particular career field. That means networking. There's an old cliche, and I know you've all heard it a million times, it's who you know, that's how you get a job, it's who you know. But it's more than that, especially these days. That's a good start. They might make you aware of jobs that are available, or in some cases, Companies have company referral programs where somebody inside can benefit if you get hired. But you need to do a lot of detective work. You need to keep track of this in an ongoing way. Second is you need to make sure your paperwork is in order before you even start applying for jobs. That means making sure, for example, that your passport is in hand, that you have plenty of time left on it before it expires. That's the number one complaint that I hear from recruiters is that we're in an industry where by definition you're going to go overseas and you don't have the most basic thing, which is a valid passport with a lot of time left in it. You need to make sure that you have all your certifications, your DD-214, and all of that in hand so that when you're applying, you can give them exactly what they want when you want it. Remember, the idea is to treat this as though this is the only way you're going to be able to find a job, so you've got to do it right the first time. You have to research companies and their jobs. And this has become a lot more difficult because as companies use applicant tracking systems, which are just basically computer databases, sometimes they'll list jobs that are overseas jobs but have a stateside location, so you, you miss them. Others use um, positions that are contingent upon award, and unless people know what that word means, they apply to them and wonder why they get no response back. So it's important to learn how company websites and their tracking systems work. Then you apply to jobs their way. The one thing that I've noticed increasing more and more on company website is they're trying to find ways to filter people out. They'll say, if you, you for example, if you email us your resume, we just throw it away. You need to go through our applicant tracking system. Or send us your email, but in the subject line, put XYZ, whatever it might be. They're testing to see if people will pay attention to detail and follow directions. Finally, you have to keep current on the industry and what's going on. One way to do that is to look at sites like Danger Zone Jobs and others, discussion forums and things like that. But the, the thing that you're looking for are companies that you might apply to, people that are losing contracts so that you're not wasting your time, 
Overall, the process is one that should be ongoing, that you're in a way constantly applying for a job because you're either networking and keeping current on the industry or you're actually going into a company's website and applying for it. In future episodes, I'm going to take all these steps into better detail and tell you what's going on right now. In the next episode, we're going to take a look at the question, why am I not finding overseas contracting jobs? This is William Beaver, Editor-in-Chief of Danger Zone Jobs, and if you have any questions or you have a question that you'd like to see answered on the show, just send me an email to editor at dangerzonejobs.com, and I'll see if I can work it in. Looking forward to seeing you next time.